You are listening to Peach Neon Pink Ramblings, the podcast. <laughs> Ramblings of a K drama fanatic with thoughts about Korean dramas, movies, music, and beauty. These are my thoughts about life, pop culture, and other really random things. New episodes mostly every week, mostly on Mondays, sometimes on different days. But follow us on our socials at Peach Neon Pink. There's two N's after neon. For more random, random, random <laughs> ramblings, head on over to my website at www.peachneonpink.com. Again, neon has two N's. Hey everyone, it is Monday, and that means today there is another episode of Peach Neon Pink Ramblings, the podcast where I talk about all things Korean, Korean movies, K dramas, K pop, and K beauty stuff that I just want to talk about every week. I am excited to be back. It's been about a week since I have had a podcast episode so um today's podcast episode is kind of gonna be a little bit on the short side just because i am still in the midst of catching up on a few korean dramas and i believe there's like a few of them that are currently airing that didn't have any episodes this week or this past week just because of holiday seasons and stuff so um i'm kind of like um at a pause at some of them so i can't really talk about those korean dramas yet so um i know i talked about the movie parasite last week i hope you guys like that little discussion as always definitely on our socials let me know if there are korean movies or k dramas that you recommend uh, that i should check out or just let me know what you thought about parasite because i you know if i haven't really expressed that enough on the last podcast i actually really loved that movie um let me know what you thought about it you know let's discuss let's let's share ideas about this amazing um korean movie that's currently out currently airing um today i'm actually gonna talk about uh korean variety shows um i might have kind of sort of touched up on it a little bit on previous episodes but i'm going to talk about a specific um korean variety show that i've been following since um its first season last year and um uh, which is on netflix it's called busted um the second season just started just like dropped on um on netflix so i've been really busy just like watching and binge watching that um on the k-pop side of things we're gonna talk about hyena's flower shower and dawn's money which are there's just a lot of interesting stuff about these two soloists that we're gonna talk about later because it's it's kind of like a side of k-pop that's interesting to talk about um, and then a short, short section in the K-Beauty um, section on something that I don't really talk about much, which is hair care. So we're going to talk about a product. Uh, you guys probably already know what brand it is. But yeah, 
um listen on um that's that's pretty much it let's get on with the program Alrighty, so we're back. This is the main section of this podcast, Peach Neon Pink Ramblings. So happy to be thought this. Again, I'm stuttering as usual. So happy to be talking to you guys today. Um, you guys know it, usually on Monday nights, Tuesday morning-ish, I usually drop a podcast episode. Um, uh, at least I try to. Um, this is really one of the things that I look forward to each week doing every week just because, um, well, one, I really don't have anybody to talk about it in real life just because um, 
most of the people around me probably get tired of me talking about like anything that's related to the korean entertainment industry um just because i like to just sprout like facts about it whenever i'm talking to people or somebody asks me about it so uh (laughs) the brunt of it is uh that takes it is my sister who is now sort of very versed in k-pop just because of all the stuff that i explained her and i've taken her to so many concerts to k-con this year and all that stuff that she's just been like pretty much plucked and like emerged like waterboarded into like the korean entertainment industry (laughs) second of all i just enjoy really honestly talking about um what i think about korean dramas um anything in general that's in the korean entertainment industry um just fascinates me um just because of how it is connected to the culture and everything to me that's just really interesting so yeah that's pretty much why this podcast is the highlight of my week um sometimes you know the week is pretty tough in my real life and i think it's a good kind of de-stressor to talk about um k-dramas and k-pop um my love for all things korean beauty and stuff so um anyways we're gonna kind of talk about actually the funniest thing i um actually ordered pat bingsu which is the like shaved ice korean dessert um i'm actually like eating it right now as i'm recording this podcast so it seems appropriate that i'm talking about all things korean because i'm eating a korean dessert it is ridiculously hot uh or just warm for like november in my side of the country here in southern california and it's really annoying but i get to enjoy a wonderful mango pat bingsu or bingsu um i think you only call it bingsu when there's no red bean which is what i'm eating right now it's just mango and milk and all the goodness that entails with it um (laughs) but sidetrack i didn't mean to make you guys hungry and talk about what i'm eating right now i'm just kind of (laughs) like spoon feeding myself um being sue as i'm recording this so you might hear some slurps and stuff so please excuse that (laughs) i occasionally also like just like remember like random vocabulary like korean words just from years of watching korean dramas and other like korean shows and i don't really even speak korean but i just remember and understand like certain phrases and stuff from dramas so um yeah that's that's what you experience if you meet me in real life so (laughs) anyways let's get to what we're gonna talk about today which is korean variety um korean variety shows are pretty much a genre to itself in korean entertainment um this one i'm gonna talk about is the show called busted it is starring yu jay suk park min young kim jong min oh sehun kim sejong andre walk um i'm gonna read you guys as i always do a little tiny snippet from their wikipedia page um as a description for busted uh seven celebrity sleuths do you pronounce sleuths sleuths and uh, sleuths <laughs> oh gosh um discover that they are part of an operation called project d in which they are implanted with a chip containing the dna of famous detectives throughout history Led by a man only known as K, um, K is played by An Ne Sang, 
They are recruited as private detectives and are given a new case each episode, all the while figuring out the mystery behind Project D and its inception. Each episode features guest celebrities, unlike other Korean variety show formats, guests for Busted often place often plays characters many of whom have the same names as the celebrities themselves the characters are somehow involved in the murder mystery in each episode and or lead the cast clues for solving the murder mystery so um busted is actually um also known by the other title the criminal is you or wominon baronyo neo Wominun Baronil, I think, in Korean. Um, it is produced by production company Sang Sang. It is part of Netflix as one of their original series. Season 1 uh, was available on Netflix. And then um, Season 2 actually premiered a couple days ago, November 8th. Um, this is uh, one of the very first all- korean cast ensemble um show that netflix took a gamble on um if you're not really a huge fan of um korean variety shows then um you're not gonna really know much uh i mean i guess the markability of korean variety shows like outside of korea just because a lot of it is is really deep-seated in korean culture korean humor and stuff so um i think if you're not the kind of person like me who's watched like it since like you know oh god like 10 years since running now um then you kind of don't find it humorous because it's kind of different from american humor or in general what i mean is that it's very korean like um if you are not familiar with your culture it's not gonna be as funny um, but for me, I, I find it hilarious all the time just because um, because of the amount of Korean dramas that I watch. It's like I feel like, you know, I get a lot of the um, cultural cues that they have and what makes it funny. And then it's kind of there's like a repeating pattern of what they like. It's it's funny to them. So after a while, it's just funny to me, too. So it's it's fun watching it. Um it is this show is actually led by veteran entertainer um yu jaesuk who is actually um called the national mc mc is what they call um like uh, how do they find an mc it's not really like what you would think about in the west as like an mc the one who hosts um like events and stuff because in general um MCs in the Korean entertainment industry are more like um they are hosts like they host like TV shows and variety shows but they're also mostly most of the time um also uh comedians um they're you know they who is like how should I explain which is how UJ Sook is actually his I mean he's very witty he's uh he's not the national mc for nothing like he's he's a very good host very good interviewer um i actually watch uh, quite a few of his shows including happy together which is like more of a straightforward hosting kind of interviewing type of show 
um but he just inserts a lot of humor um and a lot of goodwill into like interviews and variety shows so um he's a a well-known veteran entertainer um the series itself follows a loose episodic formula with each episode contributing to a larger ongoing plotline so in season one the entire conceit of it is that um these like people were gathered into a mansion um by a mysterious person and then a murder occurs so think of it kind of like a korean version of clue like the board game it's kind of like that um i think the reason why this korean variety show actually a like really appealed to me in the first place like i initially discovered it while i was browsing netflix for um for additional korean based content because they're slowly building um a repertoire of korean dramas and korean movies but you can't hardly find any like korean variety um i would say if you're wanting to discover more of korean variety shows to actually try um vicky because they they do have quite a few on there that's subtitled um english subtitled and very easy to access and watch but on netflix they don't really have that much so that's why for me i was kind of like browsing and looking through and i discovered that they were premiering um this was about a year ago or a little bit more that they were premiering a all korean cast variety show called busted um and then when it premiered i immediately just watched like the whole first season which is um 10 episodes which is the same with the second season it's also 10 episodes um but the whole idea is that um like i mentioned on the description is that celebrities that are actually casted in this variety show actually don't use like a different name they actually use their own name but they just kind of adopt a character that's a variety of their own kind of like real self kind of or their real celebrity persona i would say um and on the first season um there was this whole like backstory about how they were uh, implanted with a chip and that made it the reason why they were recruited and stuff um and then that kind of just like that whole um backstory just kind of fell through and they just kind of move into like episodic episodic like uh stories that eventually kind of contributed towards the end of the um the 10 episode run in season one um it kind of um ends on a cliffhanger yu Suk, like the character itself um gets blown up in this like container um van a container um storage thing and um all the while they're like oh he's dead or something of course you know it's a korean variety show nothing is real and you know that he's not really dead um but that's just like the conceit of the show um so we open um season one with them finding out that uj suk our detective Yu, is actually not dead and then he's actually uh, been testing them uh with k who is played by um Anne sang who is one of those oh my god like korean actors that are like you see them in every like korean dramas like they're either playing like the dad character <laughs> or like uh the ceo um or like the 
the villain or something but they're just well like Anaisen is one of those actors that are just like very good with any genre especially like any like um melodrama type of korean dramas um i don't remember like the titles on top of my head at the moment but he's quite well known as an actor so he plays k um and then quickly like in the first couple of episodes of season two like you see that uh k is murdered and does start this whole uh rush for um i should say like the the serial killer that's starting to kill and precipitating all the murders um like i said it's very much like a korean version of clue but just like more high stake and high production um what's amazing about it is that because it's produced partially uh by netflix it's the production value is actually pretty high um normally i think with korean dramas or korean variety shows um don't that are not cable dramas are more locally produced they're not as high budgeted um but with this because um because netflix has poured money into it like everything is like large scale and everything which makes a good variety show i think um let's talk about well okay so um the another conceit of this is that the entire group of them are not really fit to be detectives like they're very bumbling they're like hardly like they take forever to solve any like puzzles or clues they have this actually recurring plot line where they square off against the genius group which is pretty much also like a group of celebrity celebrities um in korean entertainment but are known to be like genius musicians like uh like actors and stuff like that um k-pop idols that are like uh considered as like you know very smart and um well versed in the sciences and math so that's the ones who are make up the genius group which is the other group that they kind of fight against off um but actually you find yourself rooting for um the detectives because they're actually just so lovable their characters are so endearing so um (laughs) it's one of those that you're like you kind of get why the genius like the other group is supposed to be like the genius group but they're kind of boring because they're just like they know and they solve everything perfectly and fast um (laughs) but i i think it's just because it's more relatable like you kind of relate to like the whole bumbling like detective character i feel like it um let's talk about some of the the celebrities that are in um busted I talked about Yu Jae Suk, who is by far, like I said, one of the most well-loved veteran entertainers, national MC. Um, there's also Park Min Young, who um, you might recognize from What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. More recently, her private life. Um, so this is actually, um, well, I should say the first season is her first foray into korean variety i don't think you uh, honestly i don't think i've seen park min young in a variety show even like those like interview type of shows that frequently um might be because she really wanted to portray this 
this image of being a serious actress like a serious dramatic actress or you know um stuff like that but actually um so yeah this is actually her first i think so correct me if i'm wrong but i think this is probably her first first four into playing a um into a character that's like a variety show character which is good because she actually is pretty amazing in it i already knew that um park min young has good um comedic chops and good comedic timing because when you watch most not most a lot of her dramas the ones that are not heavy emotional melodramas uh, the ones that are rom-com she really packs a punch when it's like the comedy part of it she knows the beats the, the comedic beats of everything like in what's wrong with secretary kim um she really squares away with park surgeon um the comedic side of their romantic story because of the way she reacts to him because his character there is like so over the top um and her character acts like as the kind of like the more straight edged character um same thing with her uh, most recent korean drama that i watch which is her private life um which the whole idea of the korean drama is that she is a k-pop fanatic idol and um there is just so many like hilarious comedic situations that arouse from that throughout the series that she plays amazingly amazingly well so um i already knew from the start even though this is probably one of her first um uh, variety show um appearances that she's actually gonna do really well um she plays like i said a lot of the celebrities kind of play either more heightened or just a version of themselves um she plays probably the smartest character who is able to solve most of the riddles um uh, the puzzles and the riddles and is able to follow the clues for solving each mystery each episode and she's actually the one who's very good at like um numbers and like doing like um solving those kind of puzzles um along with uh kim sejong who's actually um a k-pop idol she's from the girl group gugudan i think she was also in produce 101 um maybe i think she was also in ioi i i'm not too sure but i think she was also one of like the the ones who debuted under ioi um that like project group but her k-pop group is actually gugudan i believe and she is like at first in the first season i was just like oh they just added her because she's like a pretty face and she's like the magne the cute like you know but she's actually pretty witty and smart too like she's she actually is able to like um deduce a lot of like the answers to the clues um which they need a lot because i think for the most part for the most part for the most part park min young is the brains of the whole operation um yu jay is definitely like the leader he's definitely he's the one wearing the sherlock hat he's the one like really carrying that persona of a small town detective um like very sherlock uh but i think park min young really plays is like the brain behind the operation um but the good thing is that she has a her and um kim sejong actually have a very like 
you know, Oni and Dongseng um, relationship, which is um, really cute because they're the only two females in the group. And um, there isn't actually an episode in season two where they actually branch off on their own um, away from the the boys. And they actually are able to solve all these like riddles and stuff on their own. I feel like that's the beauty of this uh, variety show is because every character actually carries their weight. I feel like it. They serve a function towards the plotline and the story and they have actual skill sets that actually help towards um, figuring out what's going on with like the mystery. Um... I'm going to talk about... Who else am I going to talk about? Oh, um, Anjay Wook, who is a veteran actor, a well-known in the Korean drama industry. He is probably one of the very first, like, romantic leads in, like, the very first, like, Korean dramas, like, Star in My Heart, which is a pretty famous classic Korean drama. Um, I watched him and loved him in... um, this 50 episode daily drama called five enough which was so long <laughs> but it was very lovely to watch i i love the whole story of their their mixed family and everything um but he was the the lead there he plays the character of a retired agent um he mostly acts as like the the serious straight man foil to um UJ sucks more kind of comedic leader character the whole uh joke that they poke through throughout season one and throughout season two is that oh he's 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 so old that you know his eyesight is failing him or he like can't run as fast and stuff so um if you would notice a lot there's all usually a character um or there's always a persona in korean variety shows that there's like the eldest one like the the hyung or uh usually it's a it's a guy it's usually the mat hyung like the oldest character that's just like oh that can't relate too much with the rest of the cast uh which i don't think you know i think andre walk is just like that cool character um <laughs> he's just he's there and he serves as like the more straightforward like let's solve this in like a straightforward way um kind of character um who else oh uh kim jongmin who is from a mixed k-pop group called coyote um he is a staple of korean variety he's been in um one day two nights he's been in um a whole bunch of other korean variety shows um way too many to mention but he is i mean he's he's not actually like a comedian but because he's been in so many variety shows that people i think forget that he's actually a singer rapper first in the industry um rather than a comedian uh (laughs) but he continues with his variety persona of being the fool um and provides much of the comic relief um, in Busted. Um, he, ever since I feel like he starred in way back, oh my god, early 2000s when he was in uh, X-Men, those shows, 
with Yu Jae-suk, he always plays like kind of like the dumb fool character, which I don't think he is that stupid in real life. I think just that's just like his variety show persona. Um, but here in Busted in the second season, he his character somewhat gets a lot smarter and a lot more quick on the uptake which i appreciated because they they really provided a lot of character growths in season two which um i hope that if they if they do i feel like they will be if they do um, come out with season three that they're gonna go and um continue on with that like with that line of like development uh what else oh um Hoon, who is from k-pop group exo um he's part of the same group as uh suho and kai um they're really famous from sm entertainment he initially has this very like shy pretty boy character but actually he's like very competitive uh during like any problem solving type of games that they have to play to obtain a clue or to uh like he doesn't really participate much on solving any puzzles or riddles throughout the show but when there's like a game that he needs to be like done or something that a task like he's very competitive um the main highlight of this in season one was that there was a claw machine um in which he had to get uh like the pororo which is like a little penguin um plushies to gain like a clue and he just was like like asking all the other like members of the group for money like i can do this i can do this you need to believe me and he just like fails at it so much times but he's so competitively cute at it that's very endearing um the version of that in this season i feel like is the uh the one on around the one about the rubik's cube because um there was a whole scene where there's a competition between who can solve the rubik's cube faster and he was playing against the one of the members of the genius group um john park who's a, a singer uh k-pop soloist uh who's also very smart i, I believe he grew up in america uh, anyway not related to why he's smart but <laughs> um and then of course john park solves it like super fast um, and then the funny part of it is that Sehun just like um, pretty much <laughs> spends the entire rest of the episode solving this Rubik's Cube by watching like YouTube videos on how to solve it instead of focusing on the tasks they have on hand, which, oh my God, it's just a hilarious situation. I, was, I just found myself laughing so much at it. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's just way too funny. Um, the new addition to this season because uh, Lee Kwang Soo, who was one of the original cast, actually couldn't uh, film this season. So um, he's kind of like the the betrayer character. He kind of has the same variety show persona in Running Man, which is the other uh, Korean variety show that he's mostly in. Um, but he wasn't able to. He kind of does. The, the exact same thing all almost ish in this show because yeah he does something in the beginning he's he was in a couple of the first 
maybe like first two episodes and he does something that's very consistent with his betrayer character in running man so i'm not gonna spoil it but look forward to that um he was actually lee sung gi actually replaced him in this season but he doesn't really show up until like the latter half of the 10 episodes like almost around episode six five episodes episode five episode six maybe um you might know him from a korean odyssey he is also currently on vagabond which is a korean drama that i am in the midst of watching he i've mentioned in the past uh podcast episodes but it is uh his show korean drama with in netflix with suzy um he is a new addition to this uh charming bumbling group of uh detectives so um charming is a word to to describe lee sungi so he is playing sort of a version of his own like his his real self ish here because he is quite charming but he he doesn't think that it's wrong to cheat or find an easier way to go through each problem or riddle or uh whatever is a task at hand task at hand for them to obtain a clue or to solve the mystery so it's it's very fun to watch him especially because he has this like bromance like with sehun um there's a very cute like scene in uh one of the latter episodes that it's just like endless doors like doors that are getting smaller and smaller and then when they get into the room finally through this tiny tiny doorway is that there is gift box a gift a huge gift box but it's just like endless boxes like getting smaller and smaller and just the way the banter is between Lee Sung Gi and Sehun is is just oh my god it's so precious like it's because Lee Sung Gi already is like that fun charming character and Sehun is more he's very handsome and good looking but he's also kind of like a shy type so um the two of them together kind of like balances each other <laughs> which is a, a is a bromance that i'm all for in korean variety um there's also the sese duo sese siblings um i think initially in the first season they were kind of um trying to start this like love line a romantic line between um Kim Sejong from Gugudan, like I mentioned, like one of the other cast members, and Sehun from EXO. But because they're both from K-pop groups, I think they just kind of threw out that idea and just went with this idea of like sibling characters, like the Sese siblings for Sejong and Sehun, if you didn't get that. Um, and they're just cute. They're like the magnets of the group, the youngest male, the youngest female of the group. And they have a different dynamic. They share... Um, Sejong actually calls Sehun uh, Hyung. So a um, little bit of a quick background. Um, normally, if it's a younger female calling an older male, you'd have to say oppa. But then Sejong kind of does like the opposite. Then she she says Hyung, which is normally what a younger uh, male uh, refers to an older male. So um, it's just I don't know that 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 detail is very cute to me. It's very amusing um like i said this is watching like this is like a variety show version of an escape room there are a lot of cleverly crafted riddles and puzzles um it's very well done it's there are um in the first season there was only like probably one or two 
But here, um, there were multiple houses or settings that are turned into an escape room type situation. Um, much more developed in season two. Um, even the first episode or two was just really well done. I was like, the puzzles were great. I was there trying to solve it with them as I was watching the series. And also, it was just very clever. Um how they worded like how they designed each room for each member of the room is what i wanted to say um probably uh the weakest episode is the one with the k-pop group izone uh they're a girl group um nothing against them though i think it's just like it was an excuse to have like a whole entire like to promote their group um, but most of the situations did not really involve much problem solving. It's more of just like pressing buttons. Not really so much as like answering riddles or following instructions. So it wasn't as interesting as I would say as the other episodes. Um, there are a lot of recurrent characters providing um, both comic relief and unexpected twists. Uh, I should mention one of the uh, cameos that are on here is Imon Hee, who is one of one of my favorite K drama supporting actors. He is currently in Melting Me Softly. Uh, with Ji Chang Wook, he's one of the he plays uh, um, Hongi's character, the younger version. He's the older version of that character. I think I mentioned it in when I was talking about this the Korean drama, but he is killing. He is so funny. He was also in Strong Woman Bong Soon. He was hilarious in that. Anyway, he plays a detective here. He doesn't have that much of a screen time, but he he is funny in the few moments that you see him in this variety show. Um, my favorites are actually all the freaking like boy group members that actually show up as cameos in season two is just amazing. If season one was a lot of like well-known Korean drama actors like uh. I think Park Kiu, Lee Kiwoo was there. Um, who else was there? Uh, Yoon Sook was also there. Um, a lot of upcoming um, K-drama actors or Korean film actors. Um, and this season, there was just like so many um, boy group members. I mean, they had dedicated a whole episode on like a girl group but throughout the episodes of 10 episodes there were a lot of boy band members from different groups like um yuk sung jay of b2 uh b2b is on it he played like the phantom thief um he <laughs> he looks very amazing in a suit and i approve of it <laughs> i like that episode um park young from block b is played one of like the gods in the um return of the gods episode i think that was episode eight or episode seven um but park young is actually park young is actually known to be a very sm one of the more like the smart idols um along with like rm from bts if you know him he he's actually considered one of the the very like 
like brainiac type of uh idols in k-pop um jong jinyun jin no jong jinyoung uh from b1a4 is actually also one of the gods he's like the god of music park Hyung was like the god of math um in that episode um he's also he also makes a cameo here um you might know him from the korean drama love in the moonlight he is actually well known in the k-pop industry as a composer as well aside from being an actor uh kim dong-jun who is originally from the k-pop group zaya uh or children of the empire i think was their english name but um i don't think they're disbanded but they just haven't uh they're on on hiatus i think um but he is also has been building a a career of being a korean drama actor he was in black also you can watch that on netflix um that korean drama he's also a chief of staff also i think on netflix i think but amongst many there's just so many um k-pop uh groups or k-pop boy group members in here that it was very enjoyable Kim Dong-jun actually played a very interesting character, I would say. It's it's one of those characters that are like, um, makes you think that, oh, he's not only a, an, an idol turned actor. He's, 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 he's actually, he's pretty good. Um, what else? Oh, lastly, I want to talk about Kim Min Jae, who is one of the Korean actors that cameos throughout the series. Uh, you might remember him from Goblin. He's currently in Joseon Marriage Agency, which is another Korean drama that I actually, I actually need to watch because it seems really fun. Um, but I'm currently also watching Tale of Nokdu, which is also a historical rom-com type of show so i don't know i just have way too many like shows that i'm following right now like i've mentioned in the past podcast episode uh but kim min jay looks so much like yeo jingu who is the lead in hotel de luna so at first it, i thought that it was yeo jingu that was like cameoing and i was like whoa they actually got yeo jingu to cameo in this variety show um since he's he's a he's a very kind of like an a-lister um kim min jay is i wouldn't say he's an a-lister but he's he's pretty famous on his own right but he plays a very pivotal cameo role in this variety show that i urge you to follow um that's what i'm gonna say i'm not gonna um spoil any of the mystery and the plot line of the 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 series overall oh my gosh guys i i recommend definitely watching busted you know binge watch episode, like the first season and then go through season two because it's so well crafted it's such a clever show that um i'm like i'm glad that they had come out with it um speaking of korean variety shows uh there is a similar show kind of ish to this show called village survival the eight um description description uh eight people are given hint items in 24 hours to solve a mystery in the fictional village of mitruri with yu Suk again national mc veteran entertainer he plays the village head in this variety show this is available i believe both seasons on vicky i can't remember if it's on netflix 
but I think it's on Viki. Um, the reward is worth 10 million won. The first season was shot in Gyeonggi province. The second season was shot in South Chongchong province. The duration of each filming season is two days and one night. Cast members will acquire additional hint items as they play team games. During preparation of the meals and before the end of the first day, the cast members may search the village using hint items acquired. The cast members who found the reward missing for UJ Sook before the end of the show. Um, Village Revival, um, I might have mentioned it previously, but it is a show that very reminiscent of Family Outing. It's an old Korean variety show. Um, this one is um, similar in a way to Busted that they're fo- like finding clues uh, towards a reward. Uh, also very interesting. It's a fun show to watch. I, I highly recommend it if you have some time. Um, a day or an afternoon to binge watch uh these are these this one and um busted are definitely uh two korean variety shows i i recommend recommend Everybody's been saying that you're up to no good Everyone has been telling me that you got me hooked You're playing it big time, you're feeding me lies Everyone has been bugging me to sever the ties But I would never, ever, ever would have believed them, no reason Sometimes the truth is hard to see but now the never ever ever seem to be over I saw So I'm happy I got freed Lucky, lucky, lucky me It's hard to see But now the never, ever, ever Seem to be over I saw So I'm happy I got freed Lucky, lucky, lucky me Lucky, lucky, lucky me, uh-oh Lucky, 
All right, we are back, and this is the K-pop section of Peachney and Pink Ramblings. I am super excited today. It's just a super day today, I guess, um, to talk about uh, two soloists that recently uh, dropped songs this week or last weekish. Recently, uh, first one is actually Hyuna with her. Um, title single Flower Shower. She is, Yuna is a female soloist formerly from Cube. Um, she was part of the girl group for a minute and then she became a solo artist. She was also formerly in JYP. She was part of Wonder Girls, uh, which is, was a very big K pop girl group back in the day, like a few years ago. Um, she is now under P Nation. Um, Flower Shower is a fun and lively pop song with a. I feel like it reminds. It's a very to me like a very citrusy tropical vibe to it, um, which is funny because it's called Flower Shower and the whole stage like the comeback stage when you see it on YouTube is it's all flowers it's like an explosion of color but it, it really does have this underlying tropical vibe to me so um it seems more honestly like a song that should have been dropped during the summer or the spring rather than this fall season because everything is much more subdued i guess uh, this is the season where most people drop like ballads and like melancholy songs but Hyuna is just like no I'm just gonna do it my own way and I'm gonna drop this very fun um, pop song um, that's very lively um, in the middle of fall so <laughs> um, she's quite well known for her uh, strong sexy uh, persona um, but this one I feel is uh, amazingly bright for a concept um she wears a lot of like uh flowy like tops uh the dance steps are very like i wouldn't say jerking but just like it, it pops out in a very like lively and cheerful way um i enjoy it. flower flower shower is one of those songs that um seems like it's best to be listening to in the summer but sure why not listen to it now um and it's just like it's very girl power very girl crush type of song a type of song that you want to listen to when you're just in a road trip with like your girlfriends and you're heading off to the beach it's that type of song um a little bit different from the song that I'm mostly familiar with from Hyuna, which is Bubble Pop. Bubble Pop is much more, um, I think, has like a very playful, sexy undertone. Whereas this one, Flower Shower, is much more fun and lively and kind of like of a... I wouldn't say it's a cute concept, but it's more um, light feeling to it. Um like always if you are on anchor on or spotify premium you'll you would have heard like a tiny snippet of yuna's flower shower right before uh i started talking about it right before this section um moving on we're gonna talk about dawn who uh came out with the song money 
this is his solo debut under P Nation. So he's in the same company as Yuna. He is formerly of the boy group uh, Pentagon under Cube. He used to be known as Edon, now just Don as a soloist. Um, this one has a very... How should I say? No, actually it's not very... It's a slight club techno sound, but very low-key and chill. Um, the whole concept of it... Uh, of his debut reminds me it has a very g dragon gd of yg like of big bang feel to it um just because it's very kind of like eclectic non-sequitur um uh the the i it's kind of like that uh not outlandish but it's just like very strong bold uh concept even though he doesn't necessarily i think it's just the way he sings he's a rapper singer the way he um projects is like very strong and very bold so that comes out in the song too even though the entire song is just very low-key and chill it's like um it's not the type of song that is too much of hard beats or anything but um I don't know. It just reminds me of like a lot of Big Bang's like low key chill songs, like um, Blue or um, what else? Even their their fast paced songs like Bang Bang Bang. Like it's this just has the same bold and like strong in your face feeling to it. But that might just be like Dawn's like the way he projects uh i would say throughout the song um overall i i enjoy it it's a very nice song to jam to it's one of those songs that very catchy very good song for a debut song um the reason i actually wanted to uh talk about hyuna and don because they have uh I would say they are a breakthrough in the K-pop industry, mostly because they're probably the most well-known uh, couple in K-pop. Um, story goes is that Hyuna, um, you know, started to be attracted to Dawn when he was still a trainee at Cube. They were both in the same company. Um, and they started dating even though he was still a trainee and then he debuted and then a couple years after that um, news actually broke out that they've been dating all this time and they've been a couple this entire time um, if I haven't talked about it in a different podcast episode um, there's a certain cultural thing in K-pop that um, in general uh, like I know Hyuna is like technically a soloist, but um, girl groups and boy group members are not really allowed to date. Um, but since Dawn at that time was a trainee and um, pretty much trainees, that's just like um, to this be discovered that you've been that you've been dating and you've had a relationship that's pretty much a guaranteed downfall to your career uh what's amazing um between yuna and dawn is that 
actually their relationship instead of um killing their career actually let their career flourish under a different company um p nation is actually the new company established by sai who everybody knows from gangnam style i mean if you're not even familiar with k-pop you would know that song gangnam style because it went viral it went crazy around the world everybody knew this song um but he established this company and it's pretty much changing and creating waves in k-pop because it's changing the way korean entertainment management companies are running um they're managing their artists pretty much um because there's such a huge stigma between like dating and having a relationship in k-pop that a lot of girl groups and boy groups are not really allowed to have contact with each other and when the news broke out that hyuna and don were dating um there was a huge backlash as you would think in this type of con i mean south korea is very modern um as i would tell you i've been to south korea last year and it's a very modern country but in the bottom like in the end of the day it's still quite a conservative um society and especially in k-pop they have certain strict rules with everything because it's such uh i would say a machine it's like a money-making machine um it's the soft power that um south korea is exporting through throughout the world so there is a lot of money there's a lot of like time there's a lot of investments involved in k-pop and one of the big no-nos in the contracts is you're not there's like a dating ban for groups that are debuting if they're trainees and when they debut there's actually a dating ban um there's an inside joke between k-pop um fans like myself that you know um most k-pop groups are expected to sing about love and relationships yet their 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 hands are slapped even if like they have you know at any inkling of having a relationship of having a boyfriend or a girlfriend uh which is kind of ridiculous if you think about it from a western perspective but from an asian perspective it kind of makes sense it's how the culture is um and i think because i've watched a lot of korean i've been like following a lot of korean entertainment that to me it makes sense why they that in k-pop they would re- react that way um like i said what's beautiful about hyuna and don's relationship is that they broke the mold they really went out there and said that screw this um uh, we're you know we're gonna go about our own way we're not gonna be limited by our company or management we're gonna move on to a different management that's actually gonna let us continue our relationship and continue our career because why not honestly in the end of the day you have to think these people are just human beings like you and me um k-pop idols or anybody actually celebrities and anybody in the entertainment industry in the end of the day they're just people like us so they are they have the right for to pursue happiness to be in a relationship to fall in love to get married you know all that stuff that normal people are entitled to um should not be uh limited or shunned away just because you are in the limelight so that's what um i'm i don't follow hyuna or don's like career as much as i would with like a boy group but um they are just a wonderful example of what 
uh, is seemingly changing in the K-pop industry and seemingly changing for the better. So, um, anyways, now that I said my piece on that um, about K-pop, see, I'm a K-pop fan, but there's a there's a dark side to K-pop that is like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but as with any other like industry, there is a good side, there is a bad side. You had to take both of them into stride and just like you know roll with it um like i mentioned if you are on anchor or you are on spotify premium you're gonna actually hear a snippet of don's song uh technically his solo debut song called money right after the break
Hey, so we're back. This is the last section of the podcast. Like I said, this podcast episode is actually going to be one of the shorter ones just because of, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just don't have that much content like I was planning to put out just because I have, I didn't make it through finishing a few of the dramas that I were going to that I was planning to talk about this week so um but yeah (laughs) anyways this is the last section we're gonna talk about k-beauty um which is actually I'm just gonna talk about one thing um I'm gonna talk about surprise surprise I'm gonna talk about an Innisfree product today you guys know it I know it I freaking love Innisfree like literally I've spent hundreds of dollars at that store just buying their products just because I I love their products so much. Uh, they're very like natural, um, clean um, type of brand. A lot of it is from Jeju, which is still a place in South Korea that I am longing and longing to go to. Uh, maybe next year, that's the goal to actually go back to Seoul and actually visit much more areas in South Korea because last time it was way too short and I really wanted to explore much more south korea i feel like throughout the episodes of this podcast i've just been ranting about how much i would love to go back to korea and all the stuff i want to do uh but financially we gotta save more just so we can so i can like go there and actually like spend all the money and spend all the moolah that i want to in korea um (laughs) but anyways uh we're gonna talk about innisfree um like i said you guys know it you know i'm gonna talk about an industry product even though i'm talking about one product today um i am actually gonna talk about something that's not usually discussed in when people talk about k-beauty which is hair care um i feel like people talk about makeup they talk about skincare a lot very rarely they talk about any other parts of the body uh, which is also important, <laughs> I feel like it, um, especially hair. Um, Innisfree is actually, along with Nature Republic, are one of those brands that actually have really good products for your hair. Um, Nature Republic has this argan oil um, shampoo and conditioner that they usually come out in like big, like big huge sizes, like bottles of, um, that is really good for your hair. Um, I've used it a few times. Um, mostly my sister uses um, that brand, Nature Republic, just because um, I feel like their argan oil, um, their argan oil shampoo and conditioner kind of strip color away, uh, which is, it's not bad. It's just that if um, I, I try to maintain my hair color, um, I have like treated hair anyways. Um, but that's what I was actually going to talk about because Innisfree have been using um, this product called My Hair Color Care Mist, um, which is a treatment mist that helps resist color fading and protects hair from environmental stressors. It is made with Jeju soybean and pomegranate along with berry extracts. Um, I I love it. I've 
been using it on the days like that I don't shampoo or right after I use dry shampoo um, just to kind of refresh my hair follicles it's very hydrating to the hair and to the scalp like I have quite oily combination skin like I think I've mentioned that when I talk about skin Korean skincare but my scalp is quite dry I don't know it's weird it's this it's they're both on my head my face and my hair my scalp are both on my head but they're different skin types so weird but it tends to be quite dry um on the days like if i if i shower uh if i i mean like if i shampoo my hair like every day it's so dry like and flaky uh and dandruff is gross so um I usually don't shampoo. I usually do like two days, you know, in between. Um, but this one is a product that really hydrates it and keeps my scalp like moist. Not like overly wet and hydrated, but just like moist enough that it doesn't cause like flakiness. Um, it does leave off a little bit of a slight shine um, that... Mm, I don't know. It's a little bit off-putting to me at times, but it's fine. Um it kind of like i think because my scalp and my hair gets really oily after like two days or so that i don't like to put it at that time i usually put it like the day after just to refresh my scalp and my my hair it does leave off a little bit of a shine which is i'm so so about it um like i said very refreshing um it protects your hair from fading um i think they have one for dry hair for curly hair um damaged hair as well so i've used this one the color caramels they also have a damaged hair one which i haven't tried but i want to try because when you uh treat your hair a lot i have um dyed uh hair um and then you blow dry a lot it actually damages your hair so much um, and I feel like it's one of those good protective sprays. And plus, it smells really amazing. It has a slight citrusy smell, kind of like Jeju Tangerine smell. Um, but it is quite lovely. I would urge you to try it if you're ever at the industry store. Um, but it's one of the products I've been using for the past like month or so. And it's been very effective. So, um, like I said, that's it. I'm, I'm just going to talk about one product and it is like from industry my favorite favorite brand um but if you have any suggestions uh for any k-beauty any makeup or skincare that you you know would want to suggest to me that i try definitely let me know um yeah Hey, you have reached the end of this podcast episode, which is... Did I even say what podcast episode this is? You're just going to see it in the title. Anyways, but this has been podcast episode 9 of Peach Neon Pink Ramblings. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh. So many thank you for <laughs> thank yous for tuning into this podcast. As always, let me know what you want me to talk about. Anything korean entertainment industry 
K-beauty, K-pop related, you can leave me a message at anchor.fm forward slash peach neon pink. Neon has two ends forward slash message or definitely a lot easier is actually messaging me or leaving tweeting me at our socials at peach neon pink again peach neon pink neon has two ends or visiting my website at www.peachneonpink.com neon again has two ends if i haven't said that enough but hit us up on our socials let me know what you thought about this episode um and i am so excited for the next podcast episode because i have so much k beauty stuff that are coming that i am going to be reviewing so look forward to that i also have quite a bunch of korean dramas that i'm finishing like i said previously that i'm i'm gonna try to finish it by next week so i can talk about it um as always thank you guys again for listening to this podcast and i will hopefully meet with you guys soon